Thanks for joining us for today's edition of Lessons for Living. His word so fresh in our hearts abound. His word made flesh in the here and now. A new life is beginning. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. There's a battle between the two kingdoms. And we know from John 10.10, God's goal is to give you life, not only here, but in heaven forever. Satan's goal is to steal your life and to kill you and destroy any hope of going to heaven. There's the two kingdoms. And they're always in balance. We experience that as a Christian. An unbeliever experiences not as much because they're already in that kingdom. As followers of Christ, we understand that there's a battle for the souls of all people between Satan and Jesus. It's difficult for us to watch people live blissfully while rejecting the promise of eternal life given by God. We know that their time to accept Him is short and uncertain as tomorrow is not promised. In addition, God has declared that this world as we know it is going to have a definite ending point. In the passage that Pastor Mark will be teaching on today, Jesus is talking about the kingdom of God and his second coming and what is required for us to join his kingdom. Remember, there's quite a few ways to receive a copy of Pastor Mark's teaching. We'll be sharing all that information with you at the close of this broadcast. Now, here's Pastor Mark with part one of his message, The King and the Kingdom of God, in Luke chapter 17. All of us have used these words numbers of times. Unexpected, unexpected, surprised. All of a sudden, something happened. Unexpected can be either good or it can be bad. You get a phone call from the doctor, unexpected phone call. And he says, the lab that you had two weeks ago, it's totally normal. Or you need to come into the office, unexpected. Unexpected member at work. You walked in on a Monday and the bosses come in the office. You're going, uh oh, I have a raise for you. Praise God. <laughs> How many ever had that happen? Unexpected, right? How many had this happen? You walk in, he says, We're laying you off. Let me see your hand right there. Yeah, more of those. Okay. Uh, maybe when you were in school, you finished the test and you went, Got it. I aced that baby. And then you got it back. <laughs> Not so good. Amen. Here's another one. Unexpected results from a pregnancy test. (laughs) Anybody have that? No, I won't ask that at all. (laughs) Maybe the wife's going, oh, no, not another one. And the husband says, yes, it's wonderful. Yeah, you're not taking care of them all day long. Well, today we're going to talk about some things that should never be unexpected or shouldn't be a surprise in the life of a Christian. We're going to talk about the kingdom of God. Now, three things in our world spiritually are going to happen. Here they are quickly. I won't take long. But you should be ready for your death, 
because everyone's going to die, or a rapture, I'll explain that in a moment, or the second coming of Jesus. See, that's how people will leave this earth. Everybody will leave this earth. Like 99.9% of the people will leave this earth by death. But some, there's going to be a rapture. And we'll talk about that later. And second, there's going to be a second coming. Let me just explain the first coming, second coming rapture really quick. When Jesus came to this earth, he came as a baby, Christmas. 30 years later, he started his ministry. There he started his ministry. Then he went to the cross. As we move along in time... There'll be a rapture. I'll explain that more later. And after seven years of tribulation, there'll be a second coming. Jesus will come back to this earth called second coming because we're going to talk about it today. He's going to talk about it. And he'll establish a new kingdom that will be for a thousand years, a millennium. And it'll be like paradise. And then the end of time comes as far as on the earth. All the judgments take place. Then we get a new heaven and a new earth and a new body. And we live forever with Jesus. Could I hear an amen this morning? Can't wait. Can't wait. We're not there yet, but it's coming. Now, look at Matthew chapter 6, verse 9. Then this is how, Jesus speaking, you should pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be none on earth as it is in heaven. Your kingdom come. When God created the heavens and the universe... He established something called the kingdom of God. The word kingdom simply means authority or reign or the rule of a king. Here's what you want to write down. A kingdom is a place where a king rules. Now, we know from the Old Testament and the New Testament, God is the king. And basically on earth, Jesus was the king of kings. And look from the Old Testament what it says. The Lord God has established his throne in heaven and his kingdom rules over everything. So God is in control of everything on the whole universe. He's sovereignty. He's all-knowing. He's all-powerful. He's everywhere at the same time. Now, that's the way life was to be experienced. Adam and Eve came. They were created simply to submit to the king, God. But he gave them a choice. You can either serve me as king, submit to me, or do your own thing. Well, they chose to do their own thing. And the problem was that was sin. And what happened at that point was this. All of a sudden, another kingdom was created. It really was created a little before Because when God was the king in heaven, Satan was the worship leader. And one day he basically said, I want to be you. I want people to worship me. I don't want to be a worshiper of you. That's where the kingdom really started. Then he brought it to Adam and Eve. So now we have the kingdom of God and we have the kingdom of Satan. So there's actually two, because every single person in the world will belong to one at the beginning and one of the two at the end. Let me explain it to you. There's only two kingdoms in our world, spiritually, the kingdom of God and the kingdom of Satan. Now look at the last one, the kingdom of Satan. That's where Satan rules. When you were born, we have a sin nature from Adam and Eve. We were born in the kingdom of Satan. And most people do not understand. Remember, 
A kingdom is where the king rules. So as an unbeliever, we are ruled by Satan. No, most unbelievers don't believe that at all. No way, I'm, Bruce, I'm my own man, baby. I'm my own lady. No, you're ruled by Satan. Now, the opposite of that, of course, is the kingdom of God. That means for one thing, simply, Satan has authority over this world that we live in, the physical world, but overall, God's still in control. So when you were born into that kingdom of Satan, you're under the authority and the power of Satan. So those two kingdoms set up something that you're going to see. We all experience it. It's called spiritual warfare. There's a battle between the two kingdoms. And we know from John 10.10, God's goal is to give you life, not only here, but in heaven forever. Satan's goal is to steal your life and to kill you and destroy any hope of going to heaven. There's the two kingdoms. And they're always in balance. We experience that as a Christian. An unbeliever experiences not as much because they're already in that kingdom. Then Jesus came. Why would Jesus come? To give man another choice because they blew the first choice. Well, we'll serve ourselves and not God. But Jesus came to take all of our sins so that you and I could choose, listen, to change kingdoms. If we don't ever change kingdoms, let's see how much you remember. What kingdom is everybody born in? Kingdom of Satan. If you don't change it, where do you end up when you die? Where? In hell, separated from God. We're going to talk about separation a lot today. Now, once you change kingdoms, how does that work? Well, look at when Jesus came, he's about 30. He started his ministry. Turn in your Bibles. You're one book away. Book of Mark, chapter one again, right there. Watch what happens. He's starting his ministry and he makes an amazing statement. And we'll hear the words again. Verse 15, Jesus says this. The time has come. The kingdom of God is near. So what should I do? Repent and believe the good news. Jesus says to his disciples, look, the king of the kingdom of God is here on earth. And I've come so that you, man, could change kingdoms. See, before that, there was no real ultimate solution for sin. So Jesus would go to the cross, pay for our sin. So I can choose to change kingdoms. Now, when you see that happening, Jesus makes an amazing story. Well, how does that happen? Well, notice you just saw there. Repent and believe. Believe's an action word. One day, a very religious Jewish man came to Jesus. The religious Jews thought they were going to be good enough to get to heaven, number one, because they did good things, and number two, because they were Jews. So Jews are the favor of God. They're going to go to heaven. Many of them still believe that today. Well, I'm going to heaven because I'm a Jew. Uh, No, sorry, that doesn't work. And so this man came to Jesus that night. His name was Nicodemus. Remember the the old movie thing? I mean, the old television show, Nick at Night? Well, this is Nick. This is Nicodemus. He came to Jesus And basically, he gave a lot of kudos to Jesus. Man, you're wonderful. We know that you got to be from God. And Jesus said, basically, I'm not interested. Look what he goes. He goes immediately to the key. Look what Jesus says. Here it is. In reply, Jesus declared, I tell you the truth. 
I'm not really interested in your religious stuff because that's not going to get to heaven. Good people don't go to heaven. And Jesus said this, no one can see, say it with me, no one can see the kingdom of God unless he is born again. Whoa. See, there's no other way to get there. Jesus said, I'm telling you the absolute truth. If you want to exchange kingdoms, then you have to be born again. You have to repent and you have to believe. So that's how his ministry started. It's never changed. Here we are 2,000 years later. That is still the gospel. That's what we talk about. Now, when you see that, it should say to you something very important. Because we're going to see the kingdom of God in two ways. Write this down because this is so true. The kingdom of God is a present reality. Jesus said, the king has come. I'm here. But it's also a future fulfillment. You'll see that at the end of our teaching today. In case you don't know, and I'll remind you again at the end, the Bible says where two or three are gathered together in his name, we're here to worship God. Where is he? He's here. So in case you say, well, Pastor Mark, what are you talking about? Well, let me just say with you, and I'm waiting for an amen right after, just to kind of warn you. The king is in the house. If he's not in the house, let's go out to eat. Forget it. Look at these pagans. They want to go eat. What is with that? If he's not here, there's nothing of use. I'm useless and you're useless. But we're two or three are gathered together. He's right here. And his presence is here. The king, the king, not the vice president. The king is in the house. Now watch what happens. Turn in your Bibles to Luke 17. Remember the Pharisees didn't believe in Jesus at all. And they are going to mock him. And as you turn to Luke 17, 20, you'll see them ask an interesting question. Basically, you're going to say this to Jesus. Hey, where's this kingdom you've been talking about? Shut up or say it. Tell us. Give us some truth. And watch what I'll read the verse and you'll see his response. One day, the Pharisees asked Jesus, hey, when will the kingdom of God come? And Jesus replied, the kingdom of God can't be detected by visible signs. See, the Pharisees were mocking and they were just saying, Jesus says to him, I know you're mocking me. He doesn't say that to him. He says he knows. He says, I know you don't believe I'm the Messiah. I know you don't believe I'm the king of the kingdom. Remember, what was the Jewish idea of a Messiah, the king? Well, it was a political person. He was to be born and he would come and solve the problem with Rome. They weren't interested in a spiritual king. They were interested in a political king that could bring instant relief from Roman bondage. Now, notice verse 21. You won't be able to say, Jesus says, here it is, the kingdom of God, or it's, it's over there, the kingdom of God. For the kingdom of God is already among you. So Jesus responds, the kingdom isn't this visible thing, you know, placards and people out there, the kingdom of God. It's not that at all. It's not an outward show. It's not political. It's spiritual. And then he says this. Let's just pretend you're the disciples, which are on the same topic, and you're the Jewish Pharisees. Here's what Jesus says. The king is among you. 
I'm standing right here. You want to see the kingdom? Here's the king. Now, that wasn't a proud statement. That was a true statement. I am the Messiah. That's why I told you this morning, the king is in the house. And that's what Jesus was saying there. And his disciples are going, whoa. And the Pharisees are going, yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Sure, show us. All right, what are you going to do with Rome? I'm not interested in Rome. That's not the kingdom I'm talking about. Now he's fed up with the Pharisees. Look at verse 22. He turns to teach his disciples. So he's teaching you and me today. Watch what he teaches. Then he said to his disciples, the time is coming when you will long to see the day when the Son of Man returns. That's the second coming at the end of the battle of Armageddon, at the end of the tribulation, but you won't see it. Well, the first thing that says is this. Jesus knew that these men would live 60, 70, 80 years, something like that, but the second coming wasn't coming then. They, they would die, so we have to be ready for our death before anything. Realistically, most of us will die before we'd ever see the rapture, because the rapture hasn't come yet, could come anytime. And we probably, definitely, if you're a Christian, you won't ever see the second coming from the earth. You'll see it by coming from heaven. So Jesus knew that they wanted to be with him. But he's talking about the second coming again. There's, that's going to happen. He's going to return to the earth, and he's going to establish. Remember, when he comes... First coming, came as a servant. He's going to be crucified. We come all the way to the second coming after the tribulation. He's coming as king of kings, and he's going to establish the earth for those thousand years, and it's going to be like paradise. It's going to be just like it was in the Garden of Eden, way back at the beginning. So Jesus says, I'm coming. And would that have been confusing to the disciples? Say yes. Because sometimes it's confusing to who? Uh, You and me. If I had to go through, I'll bring any of you up here. Okay, explain what I just said. First coming, rapture, seven years of tribulation, middle of the tribulation, end of the tribulation, second coming of Jesus, millennium, and then the new heavens and earth. Come on and explain it to us. See, sometimes it's, it's hard, isn't it? Well, they didn't have any recollection. They never heard the rapture. It's not even presented until later. But what happens When Jesus left this earth, he says to his disciples, I'm going to the cross, going to heaven, but I'm not leaving you alone. Who did he leave to the disciples? What part of the Trinity did he leave? The Holy Spirit. And what was the promise from Jesus? When I go, the Holy Spirit will explain to you things that you don't understand now. It'll come later. And they did. And they taught all these things about the second coming, the rapture in the New Testament church. So what are we doing today? We're still learning new things that God comes to because sometimes it's simply confusing. And then Jesus makes a warning. Look at verse 23. To his disciples again, people will tell you, look, there is the son of man. There is a Messiah or over here. Here he is. The Messiah has come. But don't go out and follow them. What is he warning? Well, it happened in their time. It's still happening today. He knew that the king of the other kingdom, Satan, is a liar and a deceiver. So much so that when the Antichrist comes, the opposite of Christ, to take the place of Christ, Satan will be in control of all of that. And so Jesus is just saying, 
there's going to be many false messiahs that will come on the scene and they'll say, I'm the Messiah. That's exactly what the Antichrist is going to do when the rapture happens. Those seven years come, the Antichrist is going to come and go, I can rule the world. And the Jewish people first are going to be totally, totally deceived. And they're going to follow the Antichrist as Christ. He's not. He's against the Christ. He's part of Satan's whole team. Well, what about in our world? We haven't come to the rapture. We haven't come to the tribulation. Have there been any people that come on the scene over the last 2,000 years that said, follow me, I'm the Messiah? There's actually been over 1,000. I'll just give you two names. David Koresh and Jim Jones. Remember Jim Jones took all the people, take the Kool-Aid, they all committed suicide. He's the Messiah. So Jesus is warning you and me today the very same thing. Don't be deceived. There's only one true Messiah. We already know who he is. He's in the house. His name is Jesus Christ. It's not a church. And there's many churches that have these crazy things happening. Here, the Messiah is our leader. And it's a man. No, I'm sorry. He's God. He's God. Now look at verse 24. Now he's talking about second coming again. For as the lightning flashes and lights up the sky from one end to the other, so will be on the day when the Son of Man, when the Messiah, I'll just say it like this, comes back for the second coming. What is Jesus saying? He says, when, when I come the second time, everybody in the whole world, it'll be like lightning entire world at one moment will recognize. The Bible says every eye will see that it's Jesus coming from heaven to finish the battle of Armageddon and set up his kingdom here. He says, that's what you want to look for. It won't be hidden. It'll be out in the open. You don't have to search for this or that. I wonder if that's him. Well, when you see that the lightning in the sky, and it lights up the whole world. That's what the picture of Jesus is. He says, no one will be deceived. No one in the world will miss it. They'll know it's Jesus coming back. Now, then he says this, look at verse 25. But first, talking about Jesus, the son of man, me, must suffer terribly and be rejected by this generation. Once again, Jesus reminds his disciples, I'm going to go to the cross. I'm going to be beaten. I'm going to be rejected. They're going to put a a sign on me, king of kings. You're going to laugh at me, and they're going to beat me, and I'm going to die for the world's sins. Now, those words suffer and rejected. The Bible says that the disciples didn't get it. We learned at Easter, they didn't get it till after the resurrection. It finally started to make sense to them. And then all of a sudden... Jesus takes a trip. Today, Pastor Mark reminded us of the reality of two conflicting kingdoms. One is the kingdom of Satan, into which we are all born, and the kingdom of God, ruled by Jesus. The good news is that we can move from one to the other if we receive Jesus' offer of salvation. It's important that we understand that our opportunity to choose is limited to our life here. You've been listening to Lessons for Living, the teaching ministry of Mark Balmer of Calvary Chapel, Melbourne. Each day here on Lessons for Living, we share messages that Pastor Mark taught at the main campus in Melbourne. 
Maybe you're listening right now in Brevard County and you don't have a home church. And today's message was exactly what you were looking for. Join us for worship. We meet at the Melbourne and Vieira campuses on Saturday night at 6 p.m. and Sunday morning at 8.30 and 10.45 a.m. And those in the Sebastian area can join us Sunday mornings at 10.45 a.m. For more information, call us toll-free at 866-779-3441. That's 866-779-3441. Or log on to LessonsForLivingRadio.com and follow the link to the church website. Pastor Mark will be continuing this study next time. He will be teaching from Jesus' teaching on the last days as well as on the two kingdoms. We will be told what Jesus had to say about the end of days and what the world would be like at that time. We'll be given examples from the Bible to explain more of the warning signs of the final judgment. You've been listening to Lessons for Living with Pastor Mark Balmer of Calvary Chapel, Melbourne. Please join us again here on Lessons for Living, and together, let's do life right. In a hurting world, a new hope he is given.